experts of Common Sense Investing have been helping their clients and listeners make sense of the markets for nearly three decades. Using a conservative, diversified, value-oriented approach to investing, they strive to make you a better educated, well-informed investor. And now here's your host, Eric Whiteman. Okay, last week, the markets erased all the losses for the year. That was until it turned tail and headed south on Thursday. The Dow finished the week down over 5.5%, and the S&P pulled back almost 5%. And the small caps, represented by the Russell 2000, well, they just got annihilated. That index finished down nearly 8%. Even the tech-heavy NASDAQ was off uh, 2.3%. It's been doing all the heavy lifting here lately. So what's the deal? Why did the market decide to sputter? Eh, who knows? Maybe it was the spike in the coronavirus cases. Maybe it was because the Fed didn't announce any additional easing measures. But what I do know is that it provided a much needed breather for the market. We were in a severely overbought condition last week. And it seems to me that the market is priced in near a full functioning economy for the rest of the year and beyond for that matter. And I don't just don't I just don't think that's going to be the case. Yes, the key drivers to the market right now is the unprecedented amount of fiscal and monetary stimulus we have, but it doesn't seem to be accounting for enough of the risk that's out there. And you know what they are, a second wave of the virus, a flare up in the U.S.-China relations, uh, an increase in the chance that Biden takes the presidency, civil unrest, I can go on and on just seems to me that we're in, a, in the midst of a speculative overshoot, and that worries me. You've heard about the, the trading platform Robinhood. Since we started getting locked down, Robinhood has opened up more than 3 million new accounts. Now they have about 13 million total users. And interestingly enough, the average user age is about 31 years old. What you have is with sports and sports betting being off the table, a lot of these folks have turned to gambling in the markets. There was a hedge fund manager on TV the other day, Leon Cooperman, and he said, and I'll quote, the, they're just doing stupid things. And he obviously thinks it's going to end poorly. Let me just say, I'm all for the speculators doing their thing. I think it's a vital part of the market. I assume one of the stupid things Mr. Cooperman was referring to was uh, the trading in the Hertz. Hertz is symbol HTZ. Let me catch you up on this. Hertz, of course, is the rental car company. And due to the coronavirus, they were forced to file bankruptcy at the end of May. When a company files for bankruptcy, typically the shareholders are wiped out. The stock goes to zero. The company has more debt than they have assets. And those assets that they do have, well, they get liquidated to pay the bondholders since they have priority in the capital structure. And typically, the bondholders only get a fraction of what they've invested or rather lent to the company. And for some reason, traders have decided that the stock isn't worth zero, but at one point it was worth more than $6 a share. And as I speak, it's trading around $2 with a huge amount of volume. So if you're hurt, if you're a company whose stock value is worth zero or close to zero, what do you do? That's right. You sell more stock. What's 
better than selling something that's basically worthless and having people pay you good money for it. By the way, I'm selling some dirt from my backyard for $20 a pound. If anyone's interested, send me an email, podcast at xmlfg.com. Now, to Hertz's credit, because they legally have to, they warn potential buyers in its uh, common stock offering that it's almost certain that the stock is going to become worthless. They said in a government filing Monday that they wanted to sell up to $500 million worth of common stock. And in that same filing, the company said those shares won't be worth anything unless those with higher priority in the bankruptcy, such as the debt holders, which we just talked about, are paid in full. And that would only happen if there's an astounding change in the progress of COVID-19 and a significant turnaround in travel trends. Who thinks that's going to happen? I'm going to go with what the company is telling me. The stock is probably worthless, but there are two bright spots here. One is the capital raise is good for the bondholders because now Hertz has more cash to pay off the creditors. And number two, Hertz is also selling off their fleet of cars. So you might be able to find a cheap used car. And you might think that this would hurt one of my favorite stocks, CarMax, symbol KMX. But so far, it hasn't been the case. If you're interested on all this Robinhood stuff, there's a website, robintrack.com. And they download all the data from the Robinhood platform and kind of put it in a a nice little format to see what the traders are trading. So you can find out what the stock du jour is on Robinhood. Anyhow, I agree with Leon Cooperman. It will end poorly for most of these folks. It's like a big, uh, big game of financial musical chairs. You always have one winner, but then everybody else ends up on their butts. Frankly, this bout of speculation does have me worried about the markets in the near term, and I wouldn't be surprised to see a correction coming, uh, a correction in the coming weeks or months ahead. I would urge you to use some caution here. I am, because there's still uncertainty as far as the path of the virus is concerned and the economic outcome. There's this tendency in the market to to sell when the market pulls back to buy during the rallies. And you know what? That's just not what they teach you in investing 101. You want to buy low and sell high. I think it's important not to react to the wide swings in the market, but to stay mostly invested and to have a plan. I talked about that a couple of weeks ago. I say mostly invested. And what I mean by that is I'm not trying to time the market, but I am trying to gauge the value of the stocks that I own. If something I own is up more than 50% for no real reason and it looks expensive, well, I'm going to sell it or at least trim it back. Not because I think the market is expensive, but because I think the stock is expensive and overvalued. And I haven't talked a lot about individual names lately because I've spent a good deal of time on investing fundamentals. So today, I wanted to make sure I passed along an idea that you can take away, research see if you're interested, if it might be a good fit for your portfolio. You always need to do your own research. And this is a stock I bought for myself and clients about three or four weeks ago. I like to eat my own cooking, as they say. And and if you hear me talking about 
a stock, well, you can probably assume that I own it too. The stock I'm talking about is Raytheon, symbol RTX, and it's trading about $68, paying a pretty decent dividend of about two and three quarters percent. And this one's going to be a little bit harder to analyze because this is a combination or a recent combination of the old Raytheon and United Technologies companies. What happened was United Technologies spun off Otis Elevator and its carrier divisions, and then it merged with Raytheon after the end of the first quarter. So it makes it the bottom line comparisons year over year pretty, pretty darn difficult. What you end up with is a new company composed of United Technologies, their hysteria, uh, historical aerospace business, and the legacy Raytheon. Essentially, you have a powerhouse in both the commercial aerospace and defense contracting business. And what's unique here is that the company is evenly balanced between commercial aerospace and defense contracting. Most other uh, entities in the industry, well, they're heavily skewed one way or another. In the commercial aerospace division, which is Pratt and & Whitney, and that's the jet engine manufacturer, they're in the midst of a large ramp up for their geared turbofan engine on the popular A320 aircraft. And if you think about it, jet engines are a razor and blade type business, with the razor being the original component sale and the blade being the servicing. Most of the time, engines are sold below cost just so the company can service them for years and years on end. I'll mention that Pratt & Whitney, they don't have any exposure to the 737 MAX. On the defense side of the business, Raytheon, well, they make missiles, missile defense systems. They're involved in space militarization, and they also do IT services for the government. And I'm expecting that the military's focus on defending against growing global threats, well, that's going to drive investment in all these areas with the exception of maybe IT services. I think this is a good combination of of businesses. So let me talk a little bit about valuation here. Right now, it trades at about 19 times this year's earnings and 18 times next year's, well, earnings guess. To me, that's too much to pay. I'd rather wait and buy it closer to 60. That's about where we bought it a few weeks ago because at that price, it trades at about 17 times my guess of what earnings will be. And with what I will say, with this type of business, you really want to look more at cash flow than at PEs. And the reason is, is that they spend a lot of money up front to develop these missile systems or jet engines and then they end up collecting the revenue for years and years on end. It would be trading at about seven times cash flow with the five-year average being about 17 times cash flow. So from that perspective, it is inexpensive and I just think it's a good business. So I'm a buyer around $60. Okay, I've run out of time. If you have questions about RTX or any of the other companies I talk about, financial planning, what have you, well, feel free to email me. Again, it's podcast, which is plural, podcast at xmlfg.com, or just give us a call. The number is 301-770-5234. We'll be back next week. And until then, remember, it's just as important to protect your assets as it is to grow. This has been Eric Whiteman for Common Sense Investing. 
listen to the show. Now it's time for the really good stuff. So listen up. It's the disclosures. The things I talked about during the show, well, they're just my opinion and may or may not necessarily be those of the XML Financial Group. Don't construe this as personalized advice or a solicitation to buy or sell a security. No, no. You should consult your own financial advisor to see if it's appropriate for you. It's also not a substitute for tax or legal advice. I'd suggest you get someone who's qualified in these areas so you can get the advice you deserve. When you're talking about asset allocation, diversification, rebalancing, they don't guarantee better results and they don't eliminate the risk of losses. In investing, there are no guarantees. Just because you use these strategies doesn't mean you'll outperform someone or something who doesn't. XML Financial LLC is an independent registered investment advisor.